You're listening to Hope on the Homefront, the official podcast for Homefront Heroes Ministries. I'm your host, Taylor Blackburn. We're a group of military wives on a mission to help you find joy in your journey. We're jumping in the trenches to encourage you when you're struggling, help you grow in your faith, and support you through military life. Because here, you are seen. Here, you're essential. Here, you are never alone. Welcome home. Let's go. Hey, hey, Hope Keepers. Welcome to this week's episode of Hope on the Homefront. We're so glad you decided to tune in this week. And I hope your week is off to a pretty great start. I have to let you know that it is 1030 at night here in Germany as I'm recording this episode. And I just downed a large mocha McFrappe coffee drink from McDonald's. And I'm feeling it like extra. So I'm sorry if I am a little gigglier. Is that even a word? Uh, gigglier than normal. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it as if it is. Um, or if I talk a little faster than normal, which I already talk pretty fast. I, I'm just sorry in advance. But you guys listen, as I do this podcast, one of the most important things for you to know is that you are my friend, okay? I want you to click play and hear my voice in your ears. Feel like we are gathered around the coffee table or cuddled up on a couch just having a conversation. I want this to be an outpouring of friendship and of support and of love. And you know, what better friendships are there than the ones that you can just be yourself with, the ones that you can make a fool of yourself in front of them and just know that they are not going to judge you. If anything, they're going to jump in right alongside you. And so I want you to know that you have a friend in me. You have a friend in Homefront Heroes Ministries. We are just so thankful to have you as a part of our community. Okay, so now that we got that cheer fest out of the way, let's move on to the bulk of today's episode. Have you ever had to go onto a military installation, be it a post or a base, I don't know what you call it, in your branch of service, but um, have you ever had to go on post, that's what I'm going to call it since that's what I call mine, and been really scared or nervous or stressed out? Like, I don't know what it is about me pulling up to a gate and having these big, huge, scary looking guards walk out, and I just am so like... I'm that person that starts thinking, oh, do I have anything in my car that's going to get me arrested? My brain automatically goes to that TikTok song that's like, don't be suspicious, don't be suspicious, huh? even though I have no reason to be. <laughs> but that is just my brain. That is what happens. And so I remember over the years, countless times pulling up on post and just being super, super nervous that something was going to go terribly wrong when I pulled up on post. Um, I also have several fun stories I'll share with you throughout this episode of little mishaps on post. And, And I want you to be able to learn from my mistakes. Okay. If we can, if we can help it, let's not make you have to learn the hard way. You just listen and learn from me and my ridiculous story. And don't feel like you have to go out and figure it all out the hard way, all on your own. Okay, does that sound good? So starting off, let's just begin with 
proper etiquette when it comes to pulling up to the gates at a military installation, because I feel like that's always some of the most stressful part. So number one thing you need to know is that if you do not have a military ID or a visitor's pass, you will not be authorized on post. They are non-negotiable sticklers about that. So make sure you have your military ID. Make sure that it's current. Make sure that it is actually with you and you didn't accidentally leave it at at your house. Um, Make sure you have that. And if you don't have one yet, that's okay. You can go onto the visitor center and obtain a military pass. And that's going to give you authorization. You'll have to do like a different background check, provide some forms of ID. There is a process to getting that, but you can get this um, guest pass, which will allow you on post for you to do what you need to do or go and get your official military ID. So make sure you have that. One of the other things that is super important to remember, because sometimes you might have run-ins with the guards just because they will express to you, hey, you need to do this or hey, you shouldn't do that. One of the biggest things is don't be on your phone, okay? Don't be on your phone texting and driving. We shouldn't be doing that anyways, but don't actually be holding your phone up to your ear on the phone while you're trying to deal with them and hand them your you know your ID and, and talk to them and stuff. It's just kind of disrespectful. They don't like it. They ask you to not be on your phone. So make sure your phone's pulled away put away. Oh, see, that's the coffee talking. Make sure it's put away. Also, try to have your sunglasses either put up on top of your head or removed altogether because what they're going to do is they're going to look at the photo on your military ID and then look at your pretty little face and they're going to be like, oh yeah, this is a match. Um, And if your sunglasses are on, that makes it a little hard for them to do. And so especially as the day and age of the influencer has grown by leaps and bounds, you might have sunglasses that rival that of Willy Wonka, right? So just take the sunglasses off and save yourself the potential trouble of having them ask you to remove it because that can sometimes be a little embarrassing and then you might get a little flustered. Um, If you're pulling onto post at night, turn your lights off. This is something I didn't really think to do until one time I pulled up on post and the guard was like, oh man, you just about blinded me with those headlights. And I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. He goes, yeah, you know, a lot of people don't think to do it, but we do appreciate it when you turn off your headlights because it can be blinding, especially as we have car after car after car. And so ever since that conversation, I have made a determined effort to make sure that I turn off my headlights so that they feel a little bit more comfortable and their poor little eyes are not having to be strained because of my headlights. Now, if you are traveling onto post with a passenger, they are going to need either a military ID or that guest pass that we talked about earlier. Another thing that you might encounter at the gate is something called a random inspection. Now, this is exactly what it sounds like. This is where they will ask you to pull to the side for them to do a random search of their vehicle. And they have every right to ask to search your vehicle. So if this happens, don't freak out. Don't think that you've done something wrong to warrant 
minute. It really is just random. And the best thing you can do is be respectful and listen to what they have to say, the instructions that they give, and do it with a happy heart, okay? Remember that they are not the bad guys. They are doing these things for your safety, for the entire installation safety. They know things beyond what we know. They have the reasons for why they have to do these inspections, and we have to just trust them and respect them and let them do their job. So don't throw a big fit. Just be courteous and do as they say, okay? So what they might do is ask you to provide your military ID, your regular driver's license, your registration, and your proof of insurance, kind of like if you were to get stopped by a police officer, although they probably wouldn't ask for your military ID, Um, as well as asking if you have any firearms in your vehicle and you are allowed to bring firearms onto post. Say you have a concealed carry or a carry permit. Um, The only thing you need to be mindful of is you're not allowed to have the weapon fully assembled with all of the ammunition intact at the time of pulling on post. What you'll need to do is take the magazine and the clip out. Um, I'm really bad at terminology. So if you're like a really good gun person and you're listening to me talk and you're like, what is she saying? Just know I'm doing the best I can, and hopefully you are finding the middle ground of what I'm trying to say. So take that magazine or that clip out and then have the body of the weapon in separate compartments. Say you have, you know, your front a front compartment and you have a different compartment in the back of your vehicle, have them separated. And so during this inspection, they'll ask you, you need to declare, yes, I do have a firearm. Help them locate the pieces of the weapon. And then um, they might also ask you to get out of the vehicle. They might ask you to unload your children. A lot of times, moms who go on post, um, myself included, and have been inspected, they have let me keep my kids in the car. But that's not always the case. And if they don't want you to keep the the kids in the car, then I would suggest listening to them. Um, But a lot of times they'll want you to unload everyone. uh, They'll want you to open doors, the trunk. And then when they are finished searching everything, they'll ask you to close everything back. So now you know, that is what it kind of looks like. That's how it works. If you are asked to go through a random inspection, I don't want you to be scared. Hopefully this conversation will pop into your head and you'll be like, I can do this. I am confident because I know what's expected of me. It's going to be real quick, real easy, and then I'll go about my day. So hopefully that will be helpful to you in the event of you getting stopped randomly for an inspection. All right, moving on to the next point. Um, It is gas stations, okay? I don't know if you know this, but gas stations on post are not quite the same as off-post gas stations. And what I mean by that is you can't just whip on up to a gas pump all willy-nilly. No, 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 no. You need to follow the directional arrows. There will be arrows posted that show you what direction you're supposed to pull into the pump. And I didn't know that my first time getting gas on post. (laughs) I did not know. And I remember I pulled in the wrong way. They yelled at me from the speakers that I needed to turn my vehicle around. So I do that. Oh, good. Well, another thing I didn't know was that I wasn't allowed to get back into my vehicle. Usually, and I know that this is probably not the best thing to do, but usually I would pump my gas. And as it's filling up, I would go sit in the front seat of my car, like with my front door open 
They want you to stay out of the vehicle at all times. So I start pumping gas. I get back in my car and I'm sitting and I hear yet again, pump number four, get out of the vehicle. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so embarrassing. And so um, I get out and I learned my lesson. Well, another thing I didn't realize was that when you use your card on post, I really don't feel like I'm asked my zip code very often, but they ask your zip code on post. And so I had just moved to this place and I had no idea what my zip code was. I literally had to get my phone and Google search what the zip code was for where we were living so I could get gas because I was completely lost on what my zip code even was. So those are a few things to keep in mind. Follow the arrows that the post shows for the direction of traffic so you don't get yelled at. Stay out of your vehicle while you're pumping gas so you don't get yelled at. And make sure you know what your zip code is so that the actual machine doesn't yell at you. Man, I got yelled at a lot that day, but I learned my lesson. And again, I want you to learn these lessons the not embarrassing and hard for you way. Okay, so just laugh at me and we'll call it good. It'll all be worth it. Another thing I wanted to share on is a quick tip about the commissary, which is just the on-post grocery store. I really am not too sure why we don't just call it a grocery store, but I'm sure they have their reasons. We shall trust those in charge. Hmm? The commissary requires you have a military ID to shop. When you go to check out, you will absolutely have to scan your ID. I remember one time I'd gone into shop with my mom and, um, you know, obviously she had a guest pass to go on post with me that day. Then she went through a line and I went through a line. And when she got up to the front, they were like, and may I have your ID, please? She's like, um, Tay, what do, what do I do? So I had to buy all of her groceries and then she paid me back. But I found out that day that even if you have a military pass, you actually have to have an ID to make a purchase at the commissary. So make note of that. If you have people coming to visit you, you will have to be the one doing the buying. That way you can use your ID. Another thing to know is that the baggers that are at the commissary, they rely heavily and appreciate your tips. So don't go through a line that requires a bagger service if you are not prepared and willing to tip them. It is extremely offensive to them if you do not tip them. And so I would just say if you don't want to tip or you don't have the money to tip, normally they will give you cash back at the register. But if you don't remember to get cash back or whatever, don't use the lines that have the baggers because they will get upset with you. I remember, I feel like I'm telling you just so many stories because I tell you that I'm not mentioning anything that I did not completely screw up once before. Um, I remember I went through a line with a bagger and I didn't know and, you know, that I was supposed to tip her. And so I get out to the car and she's just standing there with me. And I'm like, okay, thanks. Like, thanks so much. And she's like, um, do you have my tip? <laughs> she was an Asian woman, just very blunt to the point. And I said, I, 
I don't. I'm so sorry. And she goes, okay, if you are new here, just know that you have to give us tips. It is good to give tips. We like to get tips. And I was like, oh, okay, well, I'll make sure to do that. So if you're not going to tip them, don't even bother going through the line with the baggers. Just use the self-checkout or at the very beginning of going through a line, tell them I do not need a bagger. I'll bag it myself. The last thing I was going to mention is something called Reveille. Retreat and Taps. This is music that they play, like a military song. I, I'm really bad at terms. I'm sorry, y'all. But this is like a song that they play at the beginning of the duty day, the end of the duty day, and at nighttime. And each post is different. So you might live somewhere and they do things one way where they play all three. You might live somewhere else. They only play a few. It really just depends. But what you need to know is that this is a time where they play this military song and they want you to stop what you're doing, stand and either face a flag if you're near one or turn towards the sound of music. And military service members are expected to stand and salute, whereas civilians are asked to stand with our hands over our heart. And this is really just a great time to pause and take a moment to show appreciation and respect for our country. So if you are driving, say it's five o'clock and you hear retreat, well, what you are expected to do is pull over to the side of the road and wait for it to stop. So if you notice, hey, it's five o'clock, I know that my post is going to be playing retreat, I'm going to stop and wait until, what, like 5.02? It's probably as long as it'll take. But this is just a good way for us to show respect on post. Everyone is kind of, I don't know, like I remember living at Fort Rucker and my daughter, who was only three at the time, Every day, like we'd be outside playing and it would be five o'clock and she'd hear retreat happening and she'd say, mommy, mommy, stop, hands over your heart. And we'd stop and we'd face the music and we'd put our hands over our hearts and we'd look down the street and like all the kids that were playing in the road and were, well, that sounds dangerous, with their parents, supervised, um, or riding bikes or skateboards or scooters or whatever, everyone just stopped. And it was just this amazing moment where you felt so unified and connected with one another. And like, you're here and you're so thankful for your freedom and that you get to serve in this capacity. I don't know. It was beautiful. So my husband told me that each time you PCS to a new duty station, typically your sponsor, the person who's kind of helped you navigate life, getting to your new location, they or your incoming unit will give you something called a blue book. And it's like a rundown on all of the different services and the way things work at this specific location. So I would just say, read through that because it's always very helpful to know, you know, oh, this is how they do things here because it's always different. I know at Rucker, we used to pull up on post and the guard would say above the best and you'd repeat it back. You know, you all have these fun little things that are different based on where you go and kind of the sense of community there. So embrace it. Don't fear it. Don't be nervous because you deserve to be on that military installation just as much as the person standing next to you. And spoiler alert, they too have probably 
done something that they are embarrassed by as well. (laughs) So you are not alone in the learning curve. We are all learning and hopefully something shared today will be of encouragement and support to you as you are continuing to thrive in your military life. You got this, okay? That is your hope on the home front. Thanks for tuning in. From our heart to yours, we hope that this podcast is your go-to place for encouragement on the home front. We would love to hear what your favorite takeaway was from this episode by having you take a screenshot and share it on your social media. Tag us at HFH underscore ministries or on Facebook at Homefront Heroes Ministries so we can get connected with you, get to know you more, and hear from you firsthand what specific encouragement you're looking for. This is home. This is the place to have the hard conversations. And until we chat next, get out there and find the joy.